You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, episode number three. You've probably heard me talk about my new book called The Glitter Effect. This little book changed me in so many big ways. And in the next six episodes, we are going to dive into some content straight from its pages. I recently had the pleasure of teaching a class about the book in October and November of this past year at Acts 2 Ministries in Thompson, Connecticut. Their pastor, Brother John Hansen, is also our general superintendent for the Connecticut District for the United Pentecostal Church International. Brother Hansen and his amazing wife, Sister Caroline Hansen, have been incredible godly examples to my husband Jonathan and I. So it was encouraging when Brother Hansen not only read my book, but wanted me to share it with his congregation. If you snag a copy of it, you'll actually see his endorsement written on the back. How cool is that? These episodes are from my exact notes for those classes, so the time length here will be longer than usual. Let's start this off with today's episode, Power of Influence. You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast. I'm JC, and this is the place where we get real, sharing truthful insights that will encourage us to make intentional choices in both life and business. I want to start conversations that not many young Christians today are having. Will you join me? This podcast is brought to you by my new book, The Glitter Effect. Have you ever spilled glitter? It's almost impossible to get every speck back into the bottle. This is exactly how our influence is with the people around us. What we say and do matters, especially if we are to reflect Christ. Are you ready to leave behind a legacy that shines for Him? Then grab your copy today on Amazon by searching for The Glitter Effect or head to the show notes for a direct link. All right, guys, here we go. I've been so crazy excited to talk about this book that I finally can share what's been on my heart. So here's a quote that I have on the first page of the book, and it's by the co-author of a book, Triggers, Amber Mills Leah. It says, God is powerful, but we still need to be purposeful. How amazing is that? So I want to share a visual with you, and this is something that I have in my book, and it kind of sets the foundation. So I want you to picture a lake at your feet. And your toes are buried in the warm sand and you feel the cool water. You have a stone on your fingertips and you wind it up and release it. As the stone hits the surface of the water, waves create an impact and the ripple goes outward. And the still water is now a wavy mirror and it's reflecting the impact of your decision. Now, I want you to picture somebody you love standing silently in the lake and there's bubbles splashing on their shoulders and maybe even some water droplets on their chin. They have been touched by your choice in some way. Your focus may not have even been on them. Perhaps your gaze was upon the stone itself, but wherever your eyes were, the reality is clear. Choices are powerful. Your influence is real. Oftentimes, we have to make choices alone without any fanfare or applause. And yet, the choices we make in private can actually have a public effect. So how will your choices influence the lives of those that surround you? Our words and actions can't be undone, no matter how hard we plea and ask God to take them back. And so 
we have to really be careful and intentional with the influence that we have. Now, I was really researching what that word means, influence, and the proper definition of it is this. Influence is the capacity to have an effect on the character, development, or behavior of someone, or something, or the effect itself. And now the glitter effect was a concept that the Lord brought to my attention a few years ago when I became pregnant with Samuel, my second son. And I started really realizing um, I will be the only female in this house. (laughs) And so there was a lot of pressure that I had felt that I needed to show them a godly example of what a Christian woman should be. And that to me was super overwhelming, like just a lot for somebody to have on their shoulders. And so I really sought the Lord and asked them to help me represent a Christ-like female to these boys. There were a lot of character flaws that I had and unhealthy parental habits that I was constantly working on when I was just being a parent to one kid. And so just thinking about another pair of eyes watching me, that really brought me to my knees because I really needed God on a deeper level. And so he really started to give me some truths and I hope I can share it properly with you. Um, But I know with the book, he was able to use my experience and use my voice to bring forth um, some really impactful uh, perspectives, really. And so... The book is called The Glitter Effect because, well, have you ever spilled glitter? Glitter is so difficult to get back into the bottle once it gets out. And you might be able to scoop most of it up, but not all of it. It seriously gets everywhere. (laughs) It's crazy. Even in rooms you never even walked into. Glitter is careless about what it touches. It just attaches to everything. And that is exactly how our influence is. Our influence is just like glitter. Our choices affect everyone and sin is never exclusive. Now what do I mean by that? I mean that sin cannot be our personal problem without impacting other people. It just can't. We must realize the need for our Savior and the need to make intentional choices that will bring positive tones to our influence. Now, Proverbs 16, 22 through 24 says this, Understanding is a wellspring of life unto him that hath it, but the instruction of fools is folly. The heart of the wise teacheth his mouth and addeth learning to his lips. Pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. Now, the minute I believe the lie that sin is only my problem, That is the moment I've placed my influence into the hands of the enemy. I can't believe that lie. And you can't believe that lie. And the church can't believe that lie. Sin is never just our own personal problem without affecting everybody. It will have a effect. It will have an influence. And now if we look at some examples in the Bible, we can check out the book of Genesis and We have to look at Eve, right? I mean, with the help of the subtle serpent, she thought God was keeping good things from her and she made a terrible choice. Although Adam was the authority in that situation, allowing her to be deceived and even manipulate him, Eve still made a decision to sin. And 
Unfortunately, it didn't only affect her. It changed the course of history. Think about it. To this day, women are still reaping the fruit of Eve's behavior. You can check out the reference in Genesis 3.16. The glitter effect is our influence and the choices we make. It's the imprint we leave with those around us and how it can spread. It is our legacy. I'd be such a fool to think I can say and do whatever I wanted without repercussions. But that's exactly what the world keeps telling us, right? Jeremiah 17, 9 and 10 says this, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. See, God's design for this life is really magnificent. Relationships are very important to the Lord. One life can weave into another life and create an impression. How we operate within these relationships is vital to the growth as a person and the influence that we have. Now, God created us in such a way that we will influence other people around us, whether we want to or not. But we can't be his hands and feet without his heart and mind. I know we hear that in church a lot, and it's, it's actually very genuine. Okay, we really want to be his hands and his feet. But we get so focused on the tools to do the work that we don't make more of an effort to prepare ourselves inwardly. So being his hands and feet are very great. That's a great thing. But we need the proper intentions, motives, and spiritual disciplines. Being his hands and feet isn't the entire equation. It's the result of having his heart and mind. And the only way people can do great things for God is by listening to what he thinks and what he feels. As I was researching for this book, I came across this interesting fact that I put in there and I'm going to share with you right now. Um, in the 1700s, there was a young soldier and inventor named Henry Shrapnel. And he designed a shell that once fired, a timer would make it explode, releasing small lead contents into the air. Now, this caused serious harm to anybody in its paths. And Henry worked with the military to have soldiers use this against their enemies. It was obviously extremely successful. And today we hear the term shrapnel when we are describing pieces of an object that have been broken with excessive force upon explosion. They're like the fragments of a one solid material. They're the parts of it, the pieces. And there are countless war stories about soldiers being wounded all because of shrapnel. So not necessarily the bullet, but the pieces of it. And the force was so powerful that the fragments were equally as dangerous. Does that make sense? And our words and actions can be like shrapnel. Influence is important, yet we spend little time slowing down to say and do the right thing. Others around us are being emotionally affected by the shrapnel of our choices, and yet we almost don't take time to correct this. 1 Peter 3, 10 and 11 says this, For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. Let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. Now behind closed doors, our most intimate thoughts and the words we tell our heart should be pure in motive and contrite in spirit. 
True integrity is being the same alone as we are around other people. We really desire change in others way more than we desire change in ourselves. And this really has to change. We have to change. It has to start with us. We have to start pursuing Jesus more than we are pursuing everything else. Private devotion is essential to survival as a soldier of the Lord. A heartfelt prayer life is essential to how we thrive as an army. I have to make sure to seek God first to create a movement within myself before I can try and move in this world. How will we use this power of influence? Will we abuse it? Will we ignore it? Are we going to be irresponsible, reactive instead of proactive? Or will we be intentional and purposeful so that our choices glorify the one who has changed us? The decision really is made right now in our present. Psalm 5110 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Not pointing figures outward, but pointing to yourself. Prevention is the act of stopping something from happening, preventing an action that may cause hindrance, whether to yourself or others around you. Honestly, it's a lost art in a society that really has made glorifying self-gratification a normal thing. We have normalized personal attacks against one another. Can you agree? That in order to fulfill our eternal desire of being heard, we don't mind putting down other people. And that's just wrong. Whether we're right or not, our words and actions are like shrapnel to other people because we really haven't practiced prevention. So if we can prevent saying or doing something that is hurtful, we can prevent having a terrible influence on somebody else. Now, James 1.26 says this, If any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, he deceiveth his own heart. This man's religion is vain. God has called us to be the light, not lightning. It's not our place to zap other people to the point of burning their confidence. No, we can gently guide or even boldly correct, but with the right words in the right heart. Having pure motives doesn't mean they're perfect motives. Only God is perfect, but motives should be sincere without malice. See, we are called to royalty, so honestly, it's time to start acting like it. We can't be crazy, running around wild, just saying and doing whatever we want and whatever we feel. That's not God's way. We are heirs to an inheritance. We should be poised with purpose and intentional about our voices and the messages we are leaving behind. We should stop striving for perfection and start aiming for purity. When we try to fix ourselves or other people, we're doing everyone a disservice. We can't really take on that much work. How can one human heart really fix another human heart? We can't. We're creation. We can't play the role of creator. It's God alone who has all power to change our hearts, right? Soldiers prevent injury by following a plan and watching each other's backs. They don't deviate. It's not fun and games on the battlefield. One wrong move could be fatal. Soldiers are geared up and equipped with the right tools. They have what they need to achieve victory. And you know what? We do too. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, 
piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. We really don't need more evidence. We need repentance. We sit and we complain. We whine and we mumble. We speak false accusations. We criticize our pastors. We scowl at non-church people. And we call ourselves Christians. Hmm. Our influence has power. And we're really ignoring the source of that power. Listen, I've done it. That's why I'm speaking about it. God has already done so much for us. What more can he do to show us that he's able? Honestly, the Lord, after forming all that we see and all that we know, became a man. The Almighty humbled himself and walked among the very trees that he made. He felt every single emotion that we feel. He listened to weeping faces. He held the babies of the Gentiles. And he ate with the greatest sinners in history. All for love. And then after doing that, he was led to a hill that he himself created. The perfect lamb was sacrificed for our sin, everyone's sin. And three days later, a grave was missing a body. There was life again. He was received up in glory and sent his spirit down. So he not only created us and dwelt among us, but now through the Holy Ghost, God could be in us. So honestly, what else can he do for us that has not already been done? There is no magic pill or special password, okay? We must unify our hearts with the heart of the Lord Jesus Christ. We must put on the full armor, not just pieces that are convenient for a moment. And if we want to be helpful, then we need to fully gear up. We can be a vessel used for a bigger purpose. When we're influenced by his word and his power, it's then that pure influence is birthed into our stories. Our legacy will be a reflection of Jesus. Sin isn't a point in history. It's not a pin on a map. It takes captive, life-breathing creations made for godly purpose and perverts their understanding. Sin takes a legacy meant for good and destroys the path, leaving devastation behind it. Sin lies by saying, no one will be hurt if you disobey God. Our choices will drive the way our influence is used. You cannot believe that lie. When we finally turn to him, we are given what we need to be free from the chains of sin, and the healing really can begin. One of the places we need full restoration is in our foundation. The condition of our foundations should be looked at regularly if we're going to be a golly influence in this modern world. Now, when we were looking for a new house, there were two houses at the end of our search, and we were really trying to be careful and choose the right one, obviously. And the first house I was really excited about because it looked better. It was so cute online. But when we got there and actually started walking through, there were definite signs of damage that the foundation was ruined. There were cracks along the walls and the floor, when we got to the basement, there was the biggest crack I have ever seen in concrete. It was taller than me, uh, about half an inch or an inch wide. And somebody sprayed foam in it. Not the type of thing that you're supposed to be doing to concrete. It's not the proper way to clean that up or fix it, I should say. And it was really discouraging, um, to be honest. It was disheartening. We thought this house was so cute and it was perfect, but... There was no way that we could choose it 
because it had a cracked foundation. So on to the next house. We looked at the second house and it was a train wreck. (laughs) Uh, To put it lightly, uh, when you say fixer-upper, this was like a fixer-upper times a thousand. A hole was in the wall. Basically, right underneath the slider door, there was a hole. And all the mice and squirrels, probably in the entire neighborhood, used this house as a motel. It was disgusting. There was so much feces everywhere, and it was horrible. It had the oldest oven I had ever seen. looked like an airplane engine. Um, The entire house really just needed a good scrub. And when we really walked throughout the house and we we looked at the foundation and the concrete and we looked at basically the walls and made sure that it was up to code it was fine the only problem with this house was everything that was on the surface and that stuff my husband and I knew that we could take care of it would be disgusting (laughs) and it would be a process but the foundation of the house was good and the layout was exactly what we wanted and you know what Hard work is fine. If you have to put hard work into something, that's okay. As long as your foundation is good. And so sometimes we're walking around with broken foundations and we're trying to work hard on the surface things, but we can't because it's underneath that needs to be changed. Whatever baggage we carry, whatever trials we go through, and whatever cracks are seen in our foundations, God can take care of everything. We just have to trust him. This world is dying every day. To walk around with broken foundations is a death sentence. Doing God's work without consulting God is also a dangerous game. Broken foundations spread influence around like a stagnant sprinkler. It may look nourishing to the eyes, but the minute it's digested, sickness starts. He really desires for us to seek his face and to know him. He wants to have daily conversations with us. The Lord Jesus Christ wants us to be a fountain of free-flowing water, tapped into him at all times. Our foundation should be based upon him, and honestly, nothing less. Isaiah 28.16 says, Therefore thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. One word can reach thousands. One influence in this ever-changing world can reach farther than we know. It's contagious. It spreads like glitter. If we touch one life, that person can touch another life. It might not be within the same time or even decade, but it works. God-ordained influence never expires. It's everlasting. And the Lord Jesus Christ has perfect love. There are no flaws or blemishes. It's not twisted or perverted. It's not smoke and mirrors. His love is the real deal. And we won't find any cracks in it. And that we can use as encouragement. And that should be our goal is to get to know the Lord and have his love transform us. If we miss out on that, it's honestly because we haven't allowed it to perfect us or correct us. We can choose to let Calvary move us towards growth, or we can let our souls join the fate of fear on that hill. Foundations matter. 
And the amazing thing about God's perfect love is that it's unstoppable and it can do the impossible. I hope you enjoyed the first installment of this series. I cannot wait to share with you um, within these next couple of episodes just what God's been doing uh, in my heart through the glitter effect. And I'm just so, so happy that you're here. And I can't wait to talk to you next time. If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, would you take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Hello Awesome Ministries? It will encourage me that you were blessed. Also, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe so you can tune into future episodes. For more information about all things Hello Awesome, head to helloawesomeshop.com. Until next time, keep your chin up, beautiful.